0: Welcome to the Collecting Wisdom Podcast. Collecting Wisdom is a space where you'll find intimate conversations on life, yoga, philosophy, spirituality, healing, transformation, and what it's like to live on purpose. From those that i've personally met and have collected wisdom from on my own path as a teacher a healer and a guide for others i'm marissa rose and i will be your host on the collecting wisdom podcast And I hope that you're able to soak up the wisdom that is shared in these episodes, that these words resonate with you, that they inspire you towards change, and that they encourage you and empower you in your own journey as a teacher, a healer, a coach, and a guide. Feel free to listen to this podcast when you're on a walk, Cooking in your kitchen, one of my favorite places to listen to podcasts, or driving in your car on a road trip somewhere that you love. I'm excited to be here with you and let's start this journey. All right, welcome back to the Collecting Wisdom podcast. It's been a little bit. This honestly is a passion project for me. I was actually on the phone with my dad earlier today. And he's been an entrepreneur for 30 years. And I was saying, you know, I have some podcast episodes that I'm recording this week. And um, he was like, Oh, do you do those monthly? And I said, you know what, honestly, no, everything is so strategic. And what we do at the Well Studio and how we plan met with intuition, which is a lot of what we're going to be talking about today, that the podcast is really just one of those like, sacred, sweet, sensational spaces for me to like be in total freedom in my role. And I really honestly just bring guests on when I feel inspired by somebody's life, by their story, um, when I'm reminded of how they've impacted me in my life. And Sally is somebody that has done that for me for the past 12 years. 15 years, maybe. Um, I've known Sally since I was about 18 or 19 years old. And I was brand new into the wellness and yoga space. And I'm so grateful that we've been able to keep this connection. So on the podcast today, I have Sally Marie Young. Um, She is the owner of Sally Soul Space and is opening her own studio in Wildwood, New Jersey at the beach is right off of the ocean. Um, They have yoga classes and they'll be there all summer and throughout the rest of the years to come. And her daughter, Kira, actually is a process and meditation teacher at the Will Studio and a super close friend of mine as well. So I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast and we're going to be really just jamming on, you know, our lives and what it's like to be leaders in um, the wellness space and how we live from a place of intuition. And that's both like our personal lives and our relationships and also in our leadership and what we do in our businesses and our companies and, you know, the mission, the footprint that we want to leave on the world. So I'm excited to see where this conversation goes and welcome to the podcast, Sally. I'd love for you to just start with sharing what got you to where you are a bit of your personal journey and story and what you're up to now what is feeling like most resonant for you um as a leader in this space?
1: oh thank you thank you for all of that I love you so much and I'm so grateful to be sharing this space with you um wow what has got me to where I am is um You know, living life for me as only I can do, right? There is, I I, I literally just hopped off teaching a corporate class on flow and uh, finding your own rhythm in your life. So this is like perfectly aligned. Um, And, you know, for me, um, everything has a season and everything has a rhythm. And if it's not in rhythm, it's not for me. And if it's not in rhythm, which, you know, that happens all the time to all of the greatest teachers in life, we all fall out of rhythm. um, And then we've got to kind of pause and navigate our way back to our truth. But for me, it has been just kind of allowing for opportunity to unfold without trying to force or push. Or kind of get down on myself because there's a reason for every season. Um yeah, it, it it, you know, it's a that's a difficult question to ask because when you're in flow, you don't know what's coming next. You really don't. You're just in the awareness of is that good and right for me? You know, lately I've been saying my nervous system is queen. She is the queen. She is my best fucking friend there is no one that has got my back better than my nervous system no one that goes for everyone and but by claiming her queen it's kind of like before I jump into saying yes to anything you know I check does that feel good what is my nervous system is my nervous system responding to this as um anxiety or even over excitement. Sometimes you got to be weary of over excitement, right? You got to dial it back a little bit and and say, okay, is but is this safe for me? That's been a big keyword of mine lately. Um, is this safe for me? Because I think safe is sexy. Safe feels good, and in, in the realms of the nervous system, safe is everything, you know. And I don't move forward if I don't feel that. And that may cause me, um, that may cost me people that may cost me situations. In some eyes, it may cost me opportunity. Um, but not to me in my world, everything shows up as it's meant to, you know, and I can't be the teacher, um, the lifestyle teacher that I am, if I myself am not living into, in tune to my own rhythms and my own lifestyle. So I hope that answered your question, but I'm sure we've got a lot more to say about this. So.
0: It absolutely answers the question. And I mean, you know, I've had the opportunity to be around you to, you know, witness you, to see you live your life and out. Um, you know, be a client of yours. And, uh, you know, Sally really, she really actually lives what she's talking about. And I think that's why, you know, for those of you that are listening, why it probably sounds so resonant for each of you, because like we, our souls know when we hear like truth, like, like you talking about like living in rhythm and when you're living in flow, like you're so present that you don't know what's coming next, which can Feel hard because we've been taught that that's hard, but is it really? Or does that actually feel sensational when you are in flow and in harmony? And um, I resonate a lot with what you're sharing, and it's been a big part of my personal journey over the last year. I'd say after opening the Well Studio, to you know really keep my own energy intact and to really stay on my path and to listen to my intuition because. That's what made the Well Studio come into existence in the first place. Um, But sometimes as leaders, it's easy to be swept up in the currents of, you know, where society wants to move us or where even our community sometimes, you know, wants to move us when, you know, we are the visionaries and we are the ones that are trying to, you know, hold this like sacred container for, you know, as leaders, we are the ones that are bringing the next level vision to life. Like we are the ones that, you know, and I'd love to hear your practices in a moment, but, you know, we are the ones that like, hopefully we are meditating, we are praying and we are listening and we aren't necessarily responding to what we're being given. We're actually paving the way for what's to come. Um, and I think it's so, valuable to be in tune and in rhythm and in flow in order to do that from, um, a really grounded place. And you do that so well. And I've loved just watching you do that. Like I've personally scaled back in so many ways. I've been like hearing off the things from my company and my life and my plate, like my overall responsibilities as a leader to really make sure that, you know, the lane that I'm in and the role that I'm in, even in my company is Aligned for me and feels safe, and therefore feels in harmony, and then feels in flow, and then I can be a better leader for everybody that shows up to what I've created. So, I'm curious if you could share and like let us into your lifestyle a little bit. I feel like I know some of you know your rituals and you know what your day looks like, but I think for a lot of us, we can feel really lost in just like the day to day. Like, how do we actually? live a life of flow and peace for ourselves when there's so much noise, when there's like the activation of wanting to wake up and check our emails or respond to messages that we're getting or get on social media and see who responded to, you know, a post that we did the night before. Like how, how do you stay in the game of just living from a place of intuition? Because I know that you do this day in and day out.
1: Yeah. And just before I even speak, just because I do this doesn't mean it's easy. Some days Mm -hmm. it's like butter Mm -hmm. and other days it's a struggle. And I feel like I'm letting other people down because I'm tending to what is good and right for me. Um, So, you know, just going back to what you said in the very beginning of that, it's it's really hard to stay in rhythm. With everyone. Right. And, and to to be uh, as a leader, to be having your finger on the pulse of like what's going on with everybody. That's not your job that's not your job. But as leaders, we get caught up in that from time to time. Oh my God, are they happy? Did they like that class? Is that program working for them? What's going on in their life? Why aren't they showing up? Maybe I should reach out to them. Maybe I should change something. Maybe blah, blah, blah. Like we constantly have these things that run through our mind, but we got to remember that that is not your job. Your job is to be an example of a lifestyle that people are coming to you for wisdom for, because life is crazy and chaotic. And there's so many people influencing you consistently, constantly. And in order to find your flow and your rhythm, you have to be able to be uninfluenced. So for me, uh, my morning routine is absolutely sacred. It's untouchable. Um, it's kind of been that way for me for a really long time. I never really understood it until um, actually, I guess, you know, when you go through hard seasons of life, you start realizing what's really sacred and what's important to you. And I, I started working with someone, this was kind of, gosh, I don't really even know, maybe around uh, 2013-ish, and they had me focusing on my best time of day when I energetically feel the best in my day. And for me, it's always morning time. Um, And so when understanding when I'm my my energetic best and when I'm not, my energetic best is kind of like my pillars of how I operate my day to day. And I do not sway. I do not sway for, Mm -hmm. for no one. My morning routine is um, I get up in the morning. I, I, desperately trying not to touch my phone i cannot believe how addicted to our phones we are i've been really working with myself on this one lately um and it's eye-opening and i i i know that if i'm feeling like this everybody's feeling like this it's a real problem it is i'm just going to take a minute here to riff on this because we need to be aware there is a a, a war for our attention And your attention is your energy and your energy is your wealth. It is your greatest resource. So if you wake up first thing in the morning and you're picking up that phone to see what somebody else said about something or about you or something you posted, you've just given yourself away. You're starting your day out completely influenced and empty on your own integrity and authenticity. And I know that sounds a little sharp, but it is so the truth. We've, we really, really, really have to mind our morning. Morning time is sacred. Nobody has done anything to piss you off, to tell you what to do, to influence you. It is sacred. And what you do in the morning sets the tone for the rest of your day. Whether you're a morning person or not, that's irrelevant. I, I People say that all the time. Well, I'm not a morning person. I'm like, well, yeah, you are. You wake up. If you wake up in the morning, you're a morning person. So what do you do with your time when you wake up? For me, um, as soon as I even get out of my bed, as soon as I make a move, as soon as my eyes open and I'm... I'm I'm pretty seasoned in this, you guys. So I'm, I'm you know, in, in my 52 years of living on this planet, I've had some time to get into this rhythm, but my first thing is I'm so thankful. As soon as my eyes open, I am so thankful. I am so thankful. And I go back to the Reiki principles all the time. <clears throat> There's five principles. I won't bore you with them, but the first few words of each principle are just for today, just for today. And time seems to be really, really expedient right now. It is very quick. It is quickening and and it's probably going to continue to seem like it's quickening into 2025. Um, so that just for today, just for today, I'm going to show up. Whatever's in front of me today is the most important thing. That's it. So I'll give myself a moment to give my gratitude just for today. What matters most? Like what's in front of me for the day today? And then after that, I'll get up and I'll start moving. I never meditate in bed, ever, meditating in bed does not work for me. I will fall asleep. You know, I'll start talking to my husband or I'll pick up my phone. If I'm laying there, I don't trust myself. So getting up and get out in bed, getting out of bed and going to a designated area in my home. For me, it's downstairs um, in my back room where the sunlight comes in, in the morning time. And I just light a little something, a little incense, a little candle. And I just sit and I listen to the birds. And I don't let anything steal that moment. If it's nice out, I'll go down to the beach and I'll eat the morning light and I'll watch the sunrise. And I know when I am doing these things that that is how I am fueling my soul. This is what gets me in rhythm for the day. You just don't wake up and you're in rhythm. It needs tentativeness. You've got to, you've got to settle. You got to pay attention. You know, you've got to listen to the earth, listen to the animals, Listen to what's going on. And when I, I say all this, and it may seem like a lot, and I'm not even through it yet. I have a pretty lengthy morning routine. I'm like pretty untouchable until about like 10 a.m. Not gonna lie. I don't even really see clients. Maybe I'll start at nine, maybe. But before that, it's my yoga. It's my meditation. It's me folding laundry if that makes me feel like I what I need to do before I start my day. You We're know, checking my emails um, the, all those things happen between 4 30 AM and 9 AM. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm kind of riffing, but this, this stuff is so incredibly important. People will, those things will always be ready for you. There's the email is not going to go anywhere. The attentiveness to to answer your boss isn't going to go anywhere or the DMs in your social media are not going to go anywhere, but you will show up to everything better if you are grounded and in tune with your own rhythm and your own flow. So my morning time is sacred. It's non-negotiable. Um, drinking my coffee is I have this weird, like coffee meditation thing that I do. And every sip is like a, you know, very present to it. It's like a thing. And then after my coffee is my, you know, then I go to my green juice. And so I I got, I have a little thing. Everybody should have a little health regimen into their morning body movement, rolling around, um, listening to certain types of music. And then I proceed into my work day, but my downtime is always usually between like, I would say like Um, I start to I feel my my energy is not as up and I start to dip. So that's my walking time. And if I can't get outside and take a walk, then I'll put on music and I'll do a little dance where I will take myself completely out of whatever it was I was doing and do something completely different you know, really shaking up the energy in that moment. So if I'm like working hard on like copy for a workshop or something like that, I'm completely done with that. And I'm like calling my mom or, um, you know, cleaning the bathroom or um, painting a wall in my new studio or, you know, I try to break it up so that um, I can make sure that I can get back into some rhythm. Sometimes when we're so fixated on our to-do list of the day, um, We can fall away from the natural rhythms of the day. Uh, I hope that makes sense to people. But yeah, and then my nighttime routine is just as important as my morning routine, because how I fall asleep determines the quality of self that I am when I wake up in the morning. So falling asleep, um, making sure that I take a time and I make a list every single night. I'm a Virgo. I I have to, it makes me feel better. So I'll make a list. I keep my list pad next to my bed, actually, because if I fall asleep and I'm sensing anxiety, or if I wake up, um, I'll always ask myself what's on my mind. There's always something. And then I get it out of me, write it on my piece of paper, Um, drink a lot of water before I hit the sack, maybe a cup of tea, uh, and then a little self-reiki before bed. Always, hands on the body. And I usually just fall asleep like that. You know, and these things are really important. They may seem very simple, um, but it ensures me living a certain way. This is my life. This is my and how I live my life and my lifestyle is why people are attracted to working with me or to learning with me or to coming to me for energy work. It's not because I've got some big prophecy to share or I've got the answer to the thing or I can decode that. It is because they're attracted to a certain quality of energy. So I always pay attention to that. It's how I live my life. It's my lifestyle that is the teacher and it is my job to maintain that lifestyle. Now that doesn't mean that I don't fall off because I do. And that doesn't mean that I don't get caught up, you know, um, definitely have had a lot of moments of getting caught up lately with, you know, opening up a new studio. I know, you know what that's like, Marissa, right. And a lot of times (laughs) pull myself back so that I can respond intuitively And not reactionally, like having a reaction to a response that's never flow, that's abrupt and takes things out of flow. So um, we fall off all the time, but you come back to just to today, just for today, I'm going to do my best to stay in flow with what works for me in my lifestyle. And I make no excuses for maintaining my vibration. And if that means I don't call you back for two days or two months, then that's the way it goes. Um, I have even put off hard conversations with people. I just did this recently. Um, Had a disagreement with somebody, no big deal. Um, And they wanted to talk about it when energy was still kind of a little eh. And my response was, "Mm, I'm going to take a pause for a little bit. I need some space. I've created projects I'm working on. I cannot allow my energy to be caught up in emotions uh, at this moment and let my flow be, di- be uh, misguided or misdirected. I must stay the course. And it's nobody else can do that for me but me. And I'll give you a call in a month or two when I'm back in flow. And I can have that conversation when I'm in a much more grounded space and not coming from a place of reaction or for allowing other people to rule my energy or my vibration. Mm -hmm. So routine, lifestyle, boundaries, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: boundaries. boundaries.
0: I I think it's so inspiring to hear, you know, how you've cultivated such incredible routines for yourself and how you also honor them. Um, Because I think, So many of us are reacting to others' needs, to social media, to what we think will feel good. And it can be really hard right now. I don't think it used to be this hard, but it can be really hard right now because time is moving so fast and there's so much information, um, more information than we used to have at our fingertips. And so what would you say is the main difference or how can we feel or sense and know when we are responding to the world versus living and leading from a place of intuition? Mm. When we're
1: responding to the world, it's usually a heightened sense of emotion, you know, um, and not all heightened sense of emotions are bad. I mean, we're, we're reactive. We're very, you know, we're very tactile in all of our senses as human beings. However, Um, We're also very triggered in today's world. So, you know, you can't trust your emotions, man. We cannot trust our emotions right now. We cannot. There's just too much happening, too much moving too quickly. Too many people have access to us all the time. Um, We have too much access to too much information. It's too Mm -hmm. much. Our nervous system is not okay. No way at all. So we cannot trust our emotions. We can't. So knowing that it's when you feel yourself respond with a reaction, you know, whether that reaction was, you know, a good one or a not so good one, or I was out of tune when I said that, or, you know, what have you, the the immediate response is a simple, you know, ownership. You must be energetically responsible that rewrites everything. Hey, I'm so sorry. I responded like that. That was not, that was my nervous system speaking. That was not my truth. Now I'm going to, in a grounded space, now I'm going to share with you my truth, you know? Um, so energetic responsibility, number one, not trusting your emotions, um, instead sinking into the nervous system. I, I keep saying this lately, and I'm like, I feel like I'm I'm beating a dead horse with this, but it is so true because the language of your nervous system is reacting to your environment. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, this studio, which is right down the street from my house, literally on the corner of my block. Um, I, a friend asked me to take her to the studio and I was like, nah, 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 uh-uh, mm-mm, no way. Never doing that again. You know, until one day, actually Kira and I, my daughter Kira, were walking back from the studio and it was just so calm and easy in our, both of us, our nervous system. And it was like, yeah, that's our studio. That's a good space to practice. And it was like, I, within an hour, I called my friend and was like, the answer is yes. You know, from a much real, real calm place, but it wasn't yes. At first I was triggered, reacting, emotionally reacting. And you just can't trust your emotions right now. Um, that was the first part of the question. What was the second part of the question you asked me?
0: Well, I think you, I think you answered both because they were twofold of, you know, what, how do we know when we're responding and reacting versus living from a place of intuition? And it sounds like, it, you know, we sense that and we we're, we're not responding and reacting. I know for me, this happened like last week, you know, I, I was in conversation with someone and immediately I just was emotional about, you know, their response. And I wanted to just, Send a text and just say what I was feeling. And instead, I actually laid myself down on my yoga mat and I did a Vipassana meditation and I brought myself into presence and I actually meditated for about 27 minutes on the emotion that I was feeling. And by the time I came out of that meditation, I was so much more clear. And the way that I responded was a complete different response than what I wanted to do 27 minutes prior. And I thought that it was so cool, you know, how, how quickly, I mean, 27 minutes of meditation for most of us probably sounds like a long time, but you know, in essence, that's how much time I needed to work through what I was actually feeling and to actually respond in a really loving and um true way for me, because how I wanted to respond originally was from past experiences. It wasn't actually really from what was happening in the present time. And so yeah. I completely agree with what you're saying, you know, to kind of back up that, like, okay, when we're feeling heightened emotions, let's check in with that. Let's honor that. But let's see what's deeper than that, or what's truer in this moment than that. Um, And then that feeling that sense that, you know, you know, for, yeah. for, you know, my community right now, I just recently shared that I'm moving to New Mexico and Sally has been a huge part of this being, um, coming to life for me. And it was like always right there. But until I knew, I didn't know. And, you know, I needed to just soak in how I was feeling and what was showing up for me and be with a lot of really uncomfortable and confronting emotions before it was so... Clear and so peaceful and so aligned for me to just simply know that that's what I was doing. Um, but I think for some of us, you know, maybe we've, I have felt that before. You know, I felt this way when I moved to California years ago. I felt this way when I knew that I was opening the well studio. You felt this way when you knew that you were opening the soul. For, you know, people who have maybe never felt that like, Thread of peace and clarity and true sense of inner knowing, what can they look for? Because I think sometimes maybe we've lived a whole life of reactivity and responding, and we don't even know what that sense or thread of peace is for us.
1: So true. And reactions and response are repeating of past. All reactions in the moment, all triggers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a re- is a repetition of the past. You are reminded of an old wound, and you are responding from that. So, yes. stop living in the past, y'all. Mm-hmm. Stop feeling like you need to give immediate responses to everyone. Mm-hmm. Your students, yes. you are teaching your students by calling for a pause you know, and not responding right away. We live in such an expedient world where we're, we're really just, bec- the world is moving very fast. We need to make sure our feet are on the ground before we're speaking. Mm-hmm. We need to be really aware that, and know, especially as teachers, if look as an influencer, let's just say that, let's not even call it a teacher. You are an influencer. The way you live your life is influencing other people. Um, so when we're, you know, the way that we respond to people is teaching other people how to have communication in their relationships. So it's so important to make sure that you're giving yourself enough time. If your emotions are like raging, you're going to feel them. You're going to get pissed off. You know, you're going to be like, fuck her, fuck him. You're going to feel that, you know, just because you're a spiritual person doesn't mean that you're not going to feel these things or you're a leader. You're still going to feel these things. People are going to really get your goose. However, that's not their problem. It's your problem if they got your goose Mm -hmm. and you need to adjust something within your lifestyle To make sure that you're responding out of integrity. And if you do respond out of integrity, because you're gonna, we're we're all going to, you know, um, from time to time, because overwhelm is something that we're all trying to avoid it, but like just getting through a day, one day without experiencing overwhelm is really hard. Mm -hmm. We just have to go morning afternoon evening you know like chunk yourself out and make sure that you're responding if you don't have a, a response that feels grounded in your body then make sure you give yourself amount of time but for those people who are like I don't really know you know where my flow is I don't really know where my intuition is uh, I, this I say the same thing all the time take responsibility for yourself and stop asking people about your life. Stop picking up the phone and texting people and, you know, indulging all of putting all of your information out there in the world for everyone. Um, tighten up your circle, have a few uh, trusted friends and coaches and people that will be honest sounding boards that are also practicing living this lifestyle so that they will know when they are overstepping their boundaries, you know, um, Gossip is never a way to get there. Um, trauma bonding, we trauma bond when we attach to someone else's feelings. Like, yeah, girl, I'd be pissed off too. And yeah, maybe. Blah, blah. Or, you know, that thing is wrong, or that's so amazing. Even the so amazing can just take you out of your own lane, you know? So um, stop looking for answers outside of yourself. Make sure you're tight, your circle is tight. And um, practice getting really quiet when somebody asks you a question, a simple question. Hey, do you want to go grab coffee this afternoon? Instead of the, the immediate, in for me, um, my inner wound is a people pleaser. And immediately it's like, sure, yes. Where? What time? Be there, you know, and knowing that I don't, I to for for me to do that would not be honoring my time for the things that I need to do that keep me in flow for my life, you know. And then the hangover to that is making that person annoying or a problem because this sweet soul asked me to go have tea or coffee and now I made them the problem, you know, and it's not their problem. We are one trillion percent responsible for our own energy, but the only way you're going to know your own flow and your own intuition is if you get real comfortable with being alone and having some silence.
0: Mm. This is the exact path that I have followed. And to be able to get to this point of making such an aligned and right, you know, right in quotes, because it's right for me, such an aligned and right decision for my life literally everything that you just said and it it's not easy because not everybody is living that way and i've had to make a lot of you know daily minute shifts in my life in order to you know stay accountable to what i know is good and right and true for me and all these things that sally just mentioned like yes to all of them so start somewhere like start with one of them literally just start with one of them um and i bet you will start to see um your energy shift, your life shift, your intuition, turn on your people pleasing, start to dismantle um because yeah, same same for me. So Talk to us about energetic responsibility because you are the boss of this and you've taught me so much and I know you have a lot to say on it. So I want to give you like full mic, energetic responsibility. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah. Well, you're, you know, you're responsible for your reactions. You're responsible for your actions. You are your own being. No one is coming to save you. No one, no one's going to step up and say, Hey, you look tired why don't you take the day off today? Well, why don't you go take a break? No one's ever going to do that for you. No one. So you have to take full responsibility for how you manage your energy in the world, how you, how you live your life, right? You know, how you recycle, how you try to eat green, how you do good for the earth, you know, these things that we all know, but are you doing them? You know, Uh, are you throwing trash on the ground or like, what are you doing? You know, being energetically responsible for yourself, knowing your frequency and your energy, being really attuned to the type of people when you surround yourself with a certain group of people, um, how much influence do they have over you? And does their influence take you off of what you know to be good and right, where you have a tendency to kind of want to follow that? you know, be careful. Even too much of a good influence is too much. If you're not spending time alone to know what your organic energy is like. So, you know, paying attention to the things that you speak, what makes you dirty energetically knowing what that is. I always go to like gossip, Um, And, and, you know, sharing other people's information In, in this day and age of social media, where everybody believes that they know what's going on in each other's lives. You don't know shit. Nobody knows anything. You have no idea. So making sure that you're being really responsible for the way that you're responding to things and people and, you know, what you have to say about certain situations. So important. Your routine that keeps your energy intact. Um, Oh my gosh. As a teacher, your responsibility is not handling other people's pain or taking it away from them or making, things easier for someone. As a teacher, your energetic responsibility is to hold space for everyone to be themselves and for no one to be right and for no one to be wrong. Um wait just,
0: I just got completely kicked out. Can you hear I me? saw
1: that I saw you go up I'm like is Marissa still
0: here? I don't it literally just
1: Mercury retrograde.
0: Ooh, okay. Here's where we left off. I'm going to ask you again, what is energetic responsibility? Sorry about that. But you got, you got around two. I literally got kicked out. I don't know what is going on. It's basically, um,
1: there is no one to blame for your life. There is no one to blame for your life. We've, listen, I've had shitty things happen to me. We've all had, We've all had shitty things happen to us. We're not comparing uh, those piles of shit. Like mine's bigger than yours. You know, like we don't, we're not doing that. It is your job to be responsible with how you manage yourself in the world. Um, It's your responsibility to tend to your health and wellness. You know, nobody's going to do that for you. It's your responsibility to uh, make sure that your integrity of your word that, you know, not, you're not just saying things to fill space or lip service or agree with other people because you want them to like them or, um, you know, you have to be completely responsible for yourself because you cannot blame other people for you being unhappy. You cannot blame other people for, um, your sadness You can't blame other people for you not living the life that you really want to be living because nobody has any idea. You are the only one. You are the only one. So it is so your responsibility to manage your energy, to do it, keep energetically clean. Um, Like I said before, stay away from gossip. Stay away from those people who are talking about everybody else's lives. Nobody knows anything just because you think you see them on social media. You have no idea. You have no idea what's going on in somebody's life. So don't act like you do because that gets us all energetically dirty. We are very entangled. People are really grasping right now. So you have to be really responsible with how you allow those attachments. You know, sometimes we just let them on in. You know, and then when we're ready, you know, when we get annoyed enough, we're like, you need to back it up. You need to take care of her. That's not my responsibility. But you also have a responsibility to own your side of why that attachment happened. If you're in a shitty situation, it's your responsibility to acknowledge how you you got there not the other people in your life. If you're struggling to understand something, then it's not the person's responsibility or the teacher or the program or the thing to make you understand that you are responsible for figuring out the method of learning and, you know, uh, the way that you receive information. That's your responsibility. It is your responsibility to communicate your truth at all times because you're the only one that can do it. No one is coming to save you. No one knows what you're feeling. No one knows your soul assignment. No one, only you. And guess what? Most of us don't actually know our soul assignment. We're just kind of moving in the direction of flow to what feels good and right in that next moment. What we're experiencing is a consistent up level of our soul assignment. Every time we're honoring our intuition or we're honoring our flow, you may say, this is my job today and I got to honor this. And then you get to that, you make that choice or you do that thing. And then You know, you're on to a next assignment, but it's your responsibility completely, completely. And in this world where everybody wants to blame and shame, um, that just that keeps us all tethered and tangled to each other completely. So energetic responsibility is a real biggie. Um, And Marissa said something just a moment ago, and I just want to touch on that again, about how you took the 27 minutes or so to do a Vipassana meditation to process your emotion. That is clean, energetic hygiene right? Because if you didn't do that, then you would have been energetically irresponsible, whether it was you responded to that person or you just responded to like your mom in like a really like kind of way, right? Mm -hmm. Energy is energy. So, you know, it's going to, it's, it's just going to disperse however you release it, but you can transform it by processing it within yourself. What is true? What is true to that emotion? Am I operating off of a an old trigger? Is that even applicable to the situation in this moment? Do I need to be responsible for that? Um, if we take a power pause, like Marissa did, and that you don't have to take 27 minutes, you could take three breaths. You know, do you ever wonder why they always say, take three deep breaths in every situation, in any scenario, whether it's like taking an SAT test for college or you're, you know, at the doctors so will say, let's take three deep breaths. Where did that come from? Like, really? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to mm-hmm. that. But I there is something to say about that. Take a pause, take a few deep breaths. I guarantee you, you will respond differently. And every time we take a pause and we take, we ground in our responsibilities for our energy, you know, in how cause and effect works. Cause and effect is karma. You know? So, how you are presenting yourself to the next moment is determining your future moment in that relationship, in that job, in that you know next situation the energy is going to keep trailing you mm-hmm. so be super energetically responsibility in a have have super clean energetic hygiene in a really really dirty energetic world right now mm-hmm. um we eat more energy than we do food mm-hmm. so pay attention to what you're consuming um You know, I love all the stuff that's going on with the news right now because it's so fake and hopefully lots of people awake to that and they can stop peeling themselves away and allowing other narratives to tell stories of life. There's one story to life and that's yours. That's it. It's your story. And how you live your life is a teacher for others. You know, my kids all live very alternative lifestyles. And I'm really, really happy and proud of that um, because I've been around long enough to know that it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that you feel comfortable in your own energy and you can say yes to things that are exciting to you or that feel an alignment to you. Cause sometimes, like I said about the studio, that was a very calm. Yes. It wasn't up here. It wasn't down here. It was like a yes. You know? Um, But how you live your life is your biggest teacher for other people. I could go on and on. I can, I can feel myself going in different directions, you know? Um, But the real indicator is listen to your nervous system, pay attention, maybe do some muscle testing. I do a lot of muscle testing with myself um, really listening to paying attention to your nervous system. If you can crown your nervous system and let it be your best friend, I believe we were put together in, in just, you know, an an amazing ways. We've got a, something else has got your back. It's a spine. You were born with one. It's amazing. You know, your nervous system is your best friend It's saying, don't do that. Or, oh my God, we're so nervous, but it looks like fun. You know, you start to learn what's good and right for you by paying attention to your nervous system. And then you can also start to unlock codes within your nervous system that are triggers trying to keep you safe from, you know, experiences that you may have had in your past. And when you start getting in tune with your nervous system, man, you can really, you can start to exfoliate and really shed a lot. And then there's nothing. But your awareness, you know what am I gonna how am I gonna eat right now? you know you'll feel it, you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: you re, you start responding out of a knowing rather than habitual patterns
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and I think the quality of um or the element of space has personally been so supportive for me, you know, the three deep breaths or the vipassana meditation or the you know, staying in for a night to process, you know, going to therapy, you know, literally carving out more space for yourself um, can really start to fizzle out the reactivity as well. And I think that that's where I'd love to end our conversation is, you know, a lot of this does come back to the nervous system. It's a part of my personal belief and philosophy and what I, I know to be true because I've experienced it. And, um, really over the last, I'd say four or five years, really focusing on my nervous system and, um, creating a communication with my nervous system to know what is right and good for me. Um, Based on how I feel um, truly in the present moment, not from the past or from a, a sense of reactivity. So, what are three practices that our listeners can start to implement into their life that can start to create a more like proactive way for them to create a channel of communication with their nervous system?
1: Mm, love that question. Um Hmm. Well, obviously meditation, but what are you doing in that meditation? We can all say meditation, but what are you doing in that meditation, you know? Um so as you're in meditation, watch where your mind wander, wanders, right? Because the wherever there's emotion, your mind is responding to an emotion, so there's always a trail. So and pay attention to for me lately I've been really enjoying this paying attention to when I feel my heart rate start to go, you know, like when a certain thought, maybe a person or a situation or even like a a, a pondering of a teaching in the future or something, as it comes up in my meditation, um I will just notice is my. How is my nervous system? like, really listen, have your finger on the pulse of your nervous system more than you've got your finger on the pulse of what is going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Truly. So, Mm -hmm. and I, and I learned, that's how I learned the the fluctuations in my nervous system, because it is a language. It's a soul language. The body communicates Mm -hmm. period through the nervous system to the essence of your spirit. So just really really pay attention to that because then you're teaching yourself what that is all about. Um number 2 I would say so that's meditation but there's kind of a lot of things mm-hmm. in there. Um but nervous system is king queen and um number 2 I would say this is so simple but it's really been helping me out. Um make a joy list. Mm-hmm. Just write a joy list very spontaneously, what are five to 10 things that bring you joy? And I I do this all the time. I have many pages in my journal, like, uh, because it's a tool that I use when I start to feel heavy, when I start to feel overwhelmed, I'll flip back to the pages of my journal and I'll go, this is what brings me joy. I wrote that from my truth. Other stuff is not my truth. So walking my dog, you know, going down to the beach, you know, sitting out back, reading a book, calling a friend, whatever it is, you know, um, making a joy list is really, really important because we forget. We get too busy. You get very overwhelmed. As soon as the nervous system gets overwhelmed, your mind is gone. There is nothing but that focus of what's going on. So making yourself a joy list and um, taking care of your sleep are you resting? And that's another multifaceted diamond there, just like the meditation, because taking care of your sleep is make is ensuring that you are in good health. Your nervous system is in good health. Everything is working properly for you in the future, right? It's for the next day. And then the next day after that, we're so sleep deprived because our nervous systems are so jacked up. We're so sleep deprived because we can't get off our phone. Um, It's a real, real, real problem. Get yourself out of the phone. um, Focus on your sleep and your rest time before you go to sleep at night. It's, um, you know, what do I need to let go of? And where do I want to travel to? You know, Mm -hmm. where do I want my soul? My soul is free while I'm sleeping. Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? What do I want to experience? How do I want to feel when I wake up in the morning? You know, mm-hmm. so really, really nourish that meditation, joy list, and managing your sleep. There's a really great book out there called Radiant Rest. Uh Tracy, oh, I have it somewhere on my bookshelf. Tracy Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, It's so wonderful. Highly suggest it for everyone. She's really steeped in yoga nidra. Um, Yoga nidra can be such a powerful healing technique there's a reason why it's been around for eons and eons and eons Mm -hmm. because it helps you tap back into um the physical body you know you're just touching certain aspects of the body and going on a little bit of a journey radiant rest is super powerful because Mm -hmm. you know what's more important than your vitality Mm -hmm. what's more important there's nothing more important than your vitality. We may have a month to live. We may have three years. You know, you may have 20 more. Who knows? We don't know. But in the just for today, don't you want your nervous system to feel like you belong here? You know, don't you want to feel like you've got some energy and vitality? Don't you want to be able to be clear enough that you can meet love when it's coming your way and you're not second-guessing it mm-hmm. because you're so full of triggers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? yes. And that's why I love this question because this is what is what has worked so well for me is like the regular for me daily practices actually set me up for success when I am triggered, when something comes up and it's challenging, when I you know, am wanting to react from a place that, that actually belongs in my past. Because, you know, a week ago, when I shared that story, if I didn't have that practice of Vipassana, and to be honest, know what it was called, know what app to get on within a minute Mm -hmm. know where I lay on my floor to do my meditation, know where my acupressure mat was because I know that that works to get me back into my energy and be able to literally lay the fuck down within a minute and be able to hit play for me on my meditation, I probably would have reacted. And I don't do this perfectly every time, but the point is that I have my established practices. I am proactively communicating with my nervous system so that I know, ooh, we are feeling something and I have been activated and I don't want to respond from this place. So let's take as long as I need to get back into my body, into a place where I feel good and where I feel more whole. And I really don't think that I would be able to do that without having my regular practices. And those are the practices that we choose to show up to. It is not easy for me always to carve out, you know, 30 minutes a day to meditate or to get on my yoga mat, like, and this is my whole career and it's still not easy for me to do that. And so I, you know, I think to leave you all with remembering that your daily practices are not for nothing. Like they are making a huge impact on who you are as a human being and, um, how good you feel. And they really, they really do add up. Um, so I am, I'm so grateful for this conversation. I, personally can't wait to listen back and just soak up even more of the wisdom of everything that you just shared. And, um, I often invite Sally into, you know, conversations with the leaders that I'm supporting, whether that's through yoga teacher training or through the pathway, um, supporting, you know, female leaders that are running their own wellness companies, um, and all of the trainings that are coming up in the future. So stay connected with Sally. I'm going to have her share in a moment where you can connect with her deeper, ask her a question, get involved in her Studio and you know stay in tune with the work that she's putting into the world. Um, I personally meet with Sally typically monthly to um, get a little tune up, to be held in sacred space, and to just stay on my own path and what I'm up to in the world. So thank you always for your cosmic leadership. It is so intentional and incredible to witness. I don't know too too many people in the world that you know live a lifestyle that you do and that you hold yourself to and I really appreciate you for that so tell us what you're up to right now ways that people can stay involved with you and then where they can find you on social media
1: okay well sally soul space on social media um that's kind of my hub but now we're opening up the be soul studio in wildwood crest so you can also connect with me and my two daughters on there as well Um, right now I'm actually trying to wrap up some programs so that I can kind of focus on the studio and knowing me and being responsible with my energy. Summertime, I like freedom. I like to be able to go with the flow and do what I want. I don't want to have too many heavy um, energies on me. So um, yeah, so you can probably catch me at Be Soul Studio in the summertime if you want to see me live. That's the truth. However, I do see private clients. I try to keep my private client load a little bit looser in the summertime. And recently, it's it, I've been thinking about, you know, cultivating a little group that is much lighter. Sometimes when you do energy work in the world, it can be very heavy. People are coming to you with a heaviness and they're trying to surrender that energy. Um, But it is my intention to kind of work with more light bodies and actually doing exactly what we talked about today. Maintenance sounds boring, right? But it's so important. So
0: important. So essential, actually essential. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait to see you in real life soon and stay connected with Sally. She's an incredible communicator and leader in this space for all of us. So whether you can just follow her on social media and just watch her live her life, you will be inspired. Um, Listen back through this podcast, do the three tips that she suggested, start to communicate with your nervous system and create a new relationship with yourself if you've been feeling lost or really, you know, wondering how to tap into and stay connected with your intuition. So I love you, Sally. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. I personally love hearing from each of you in my DMs about how these conversations are landing for you, what is resonating and the changes that you're making as a result of the wisdom that you're hearing from each of these episodes. So send me a message on Instagram at Marissa Rose Nash and let's connect there are so many ways that you can stay connected with this work that i'm reading through the well studio and i wanted to invite you into the offerings that we have coming up this year for teachers aspiring teachers and leaders in january you can be a part of the pathway a nine-month immersion that i'll be leading for leaders healers coaches and female ceos This will be a consistent container for guidance and support for those of you who are wanting to deepen and to scale in your journey as a leader. In February, our weekend intensive 25-hour advanced yoga teacher training at the Well Studio will be starting and you can learn from myself and Justin about the energetics of yoga, intelligent sequencing, yoga philosophy, energy and anatomy, developing your personal teaching style and more. And in March, our 200-hour yoga teacher training starts. And this is our in-studio training for those of you who live in the Philadelphia area. We start in March and meet every Wednesday night for six months in addition to four weekend intensives. This will be led by myself and a team of incredible teachers from across the U.S. that will be guiding you in how to become a yoga teacher. And our 300 hour yoga teacher training is coming up in October, 2023. And all of our details for each of our offerings to support yourself in your journey as a student and a teacher and a guide can be found at www.TheWellStudio.org and www.MarissaRoseNash.com. I will see you soon and I can't wait for the next episode.